Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Today, we are talking about your body can tell you when you have a problem. So thank you, Johanna. And thank you, whoever you are, wherever you are, uh, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, this is a podcast. This is a live event. It's several things, but we are greatly honored by your presence. We know there's so many things uh, that are calling for your time and we're honored that you'd spend a little bit of it with us. We Every week we want to give you a little something to think about, a little something to challenge you, and a little something to apply in your life to maybe what, make your week a little bit better, and maybe every once in a while your life better long term. And uh, we are wide open to suggestions and love to hear from you. Uh, you can uh, contact us at feedback at thehealingcodes.com, and we'd love to hear from you, and yes, we will respond back. Okay, your body can tell you when you have a problem. Uh, I want you to just sort of marinate or stew in that, maybe a, a little bit this week, and think about it. Uh, if you're if you're middle-aged or older, you probably had some little health things or maybe some big health things. And it's interesting to me because when people have those, the typical response, let, let's say someone has appendicitis or something, the typical response is not, oh, I bet I have a spiritual issue that uh, somehow allowed this to happen. Or if someone gets cancer, oh, I bet I have some unresolved spiritual issue that um, is, is the reason that I got cancer or maybe the reason that my body did not prevent it in the first place. Or if you have an anger problem, oh, I bet I have some unresolved spiritual issue. People just don't think that way. Uh, I didn't used to think that way either, but have now for a lot of years. But where all this started for me, and uh, this, is in, this is in the very first book I ever wrote, was a statement Solomon made about 3,000 years ago. 
And Solomon was considered by many people, even today, to be the wisest person who ever lived. He's the guy who um, uh, had a kind of a wish from God, sort of, and he didn't wish for riches. He didn't wish for, you know, to have a a body like some incredible bodybuilder or handsome person or something like that. He wished for wisdom and was given that, um, according to ancient manuscripts. And people would come to him from all over to have him arbitrate, to have him use his wisdom about their situation that they couldn't figure out. Uh, One of the most famous ones was a, a, a lady, two ladies, who brought a child, and both of them saying that they were the mother of this child and they wanted custody of the child. And so Solomon's uh, solution was, okay, since both of you are saying that, and they didn't have DNA and all that stuff back then, we will cut the baby in two and give you each half of the child, and the real mother is the one who said no. No, give it to the other one. And that's what Solomon was looking for. That's the reason he said that the entire time. He was never intending to cut that child in two. He wanted to see who loved that child so much that they would rather that child not be in their life than to be killed. And so he gave the the baby to the rightful mother. And, And many other extremely wise things like that. One thing Solomon said that really struck me about six years into Hope's depression was this statement, guard your heart above everything else for from it flows all the issues of life. And I asked three uh, scholars, theologians, um, and I, which I'm not, about that particular statement in the language that it was first spoken in and said, okay, in the context, considering everything, the words, the original language, the context, everything, what does this mean? Would, would, would this include cancer? Would this include diabetes? Would this include finances? Would this include relationships? With it? And what all three scholars told me independently was Solomon is saying it, basically any problem you can ever have in your life comes, originates from the spiritual heart. And if you reverse engineer that statement, that would mean if you're wanting to heal any problem at its source, you have to heal it in the spiritual heart. And that was a major turning point for me. And from that day on, I started praying and looking for, okay, what in the world is the spiritual heart? Because it's obviously not the pump heart, all right? So what is it? And, and if I can figure out what it is, is there any way to fix these issues of the heart so that diabetes, cancer, relationship problems, whatever the problem is, can heal. And so it changed my search parameters from then on. And then about six years later, uh, I believe I had a download from God 
that was a way, a way to help heal Hope's spiritual heart issues that were underlying her depression. And uh, it was on a plane. I got home. We did it on her. She had done about 500 other things at that point, 12 years into our search for her depression. None of them had worked. Some of them had helped some, but then it always went back. In 45 minutes, her depression was gone. And in, uh, I believe it was three weeks, it was gone and never came back again to this day. And that was almost 18 years ago now. Okay, so I came to believe that what Solomon was calling the spiritual heart is what science calls the unconscious, the subconscious, the conscious, the conscience... And it is also where our spirit primarily resides. And if we're right with God, the spirit of God resides. So it's the unconscious, subconscious, and some other stuff. All right? Well, as soon as I came to that belief or understanding, it changed everything. Because I knew a lot about the unconscious from my PhD in psychology and uh, reading in that subject for years and years and years. And so that made sense to me. And, and, and so then, after I felt like, okay, this is what the spiritual heart is. Is there a way to fix it? And then that's what I believe came to me uh, in the form of what we now call the healing codes. Now, you need to understand, and if you've read my book, I hopefully you do understand, that I do not believe that, that I was led or given the healing codes for you. I believe I was given it for Hope, my wife. Uh, but when her depression went away, I did take it to my private practice at that time, started using it on all my clients, and started seeing incredible things happen pretty consistently. Well, that's almost 18 years ago now, and... Uh, we have continued down that path and today uh, have trilogy that I believe is much more effective, much more powerful than the healing codes for those same spiritual issues. But I don't want to go there quite yet. Let's, um, let's lay a little more foundation. Uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, in her wonderful book, Who Switched Off My Brain, says we do not have one single mechanism in the body for the negative, body or mind. Every single mechanism in our body and mind is for the positive only. So if you're experiencing a negative that's not just temporary, like someone close to you dies and you're grieving for a period of time, but then you pop right out of it, okay? Unless it's something like that, but you come out of it quickly, it is always a malfunction, 100% of the time. Dr. Bruce Lipton from Stanford Medical School, um, cellular biologist, says the same thing. He says a cell that is not in stress, it is virtually impossible for that cell to get sick. In fact, he uses the word, it's, Im 
it, for, for practical purposes, for 99.9% of situations, that cell is impervious to illness and disease. Okay? Well, we have 11 ma macrosystems, about 300 microsystems, and based on the research, and I've never seen an exception to this, all of those are designed and built to work only for the positive. When we experience a, mal a negative, it is always a malfunction, just like the, the light on your dashboard on your car. You know, if your tire, if your little tire indicator comes up, which I greatly dislike in my car because it can be like a half a pound low and this light comes up on my dashboard saying, you know, one of my tires is low. Or if the engine light comes on or the oil light or the water light or, or whatever, all right, it's, it's indicating a malfunction. Those lights don't come on when everything is working correctly. So when we experience a negative, it is evidence that something's wrong, okay? Well, what's wrong? I believe it is always spiritual, and about 95% of the time, it is always relational. Now, when I say spiritual, I don't mean church. I don't mean... I, I, I don't mean religion, okay? I mean fear versus love. And everything negative comes from fear. Anger, hatred, unforgiveness, low self-worth, rejection, anxiety. All of those things come from fear. And everything positive comes from love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Self-worth, identity, significance, security, trust, belief, faith, forgiveness, all of those things come from love. And one of the evidences of this is that the mechanism in our brain that determines whether we are in stress or not stress or love. That's, that's really the three settings. There's stress, which is fear. And the other name for the stress response is the fear response. And it's only supposed to be activated when we're in a life or death situation. And then once the life or death situation is over, which is supposed to be minutes, then in 15, 20, 30 minutes, we're back out of stress again. It's supposed to happen maybe one, two, three times a year. You know, when the truck is about to pull over on you on interstate or something like that but no other time. Then there's the neutral setting where nothing is real positive, nothing is real negative. Kind of like, um, you know, I don't love this carpet, I don't hate this carpet, it's just sort of neutral, it's, it's fine, all right? And in that scenario, there aren't a whole lot of chemicals and hormones being released in the brain, all right? And then there's love. If the if the hypothalamus in the brain, which is constantly scanning for these fear-love signals, if it senses love from our memories primarily, not externally, although it can it, that can include external, but the external is run through all of our memories to determine if it's really love or not. If the hypothalamus picks up love, 
Then it releases oxytocin, which is the, called the love hormone and is like the miracle drug of all time. If they could ever produce it in a pill, which they can't, it has to be naturally produced in the brain. It releases oxytocin, endorphins, peptides, all those wonderful, wonderful things where you have loads of energy, you are thinking uh, at the height of your intelligence, creativity, problem solving, you name it, okay? And, and all of that determined by the love or fear signal. So if, that fear, if, it, if, if the hypothalamus receives a fear signal, when we are not in a life or death situation, that is the first domino of malfunction. That is the first domino of you ending up with a problem in your life because under stress is the only way that cell goes from impervious to illness and disease to on its way to illness and disease. Okay, so what are you looking for in your body and mind? Really, anything that you would think of as, that's a problem. I've got a problem with that, all right? I've written down a few. Sleep, anxiety, digestion, appetite, stress, uh, a, a nagging family member, or maybe you're the nagging family member, uh, weight loss, being sick, etc. Right? And, and there's there's thousands of them we could name. But really, anything in your body or mind that you think that's a problem, or or because it's hard for you to be objective, maybe people around you think that's a problem. Like I've had a lot of clients who said, "I don't have an anger issue. I don't have an anger problem." And then I bring in five family members who say, oh, my goodness, does he have an anger problem, all right? So either something you would identify as a problem or those who know you and are close to you would identify as a problem. That is coming, I believe, from a spiritual issue almost all the time. And the spiritual issue is love or fear. Now, the problem, the... the wild card in all of this is that the latest research says that you have fear-based memories that are fear-based because they've got lies and errors in them. In other words, it's not you doing anything wrong. It, that, in fact, often comes through our ancestry, passed down through the sperm and the egg, okay? But you end up with it. All right, so you have memories that have lies and errors in them that are fear-based that are sending that signal to the hypothalamus causing those cells to go out of a state where they're impervious to illness and disease into a place where they are on the way to illness and disease if they're not already there. All right, so what I'm suggesting is when you have any problem in your life, and I just named a few of them a couple of minutes ago. There are thousands. But honestly, almost anything that you would call a problem, that you start thinking, okay, do I have a spiritual problem issue in me 
that maybe is at the source of this problem, whether it's my digestion, whether it's sleep, whether it's anxiety, whether it's anger, whether it's diabetes, weight loss, weight gain, whatever. Because I believe the answer to that is almost always yes. Okay, so how do you find it? How would you go about from that place to actually maybe finding it, or if you can't find it because it's in the unconscious, healing it without finding it? Well, I believe that almost every spiritual issue boils down to a relationship issue. And psychologist Dr. Ann Siebert has done wonderful work in research and written articles where she posits that same truth that virtually any problem boils down to a relationship problem. I can remember being a little boy and I was always very close to my mom. In the early years of my life, I was very close to my dad as well. And I remember vividly, if there was, if there was a problem between mom and I, or if there was a problem between dad and I, or if there was a problem between my brother and I, where I felt like we were crossways, where I was angry at them or they were angry at me or, or something, I can vividly remember not, not ever feeling completely okay until there was some resolution to that. Okay, either I got back home from school and said, hey mom, I'm sorry about that, or I got home from school and mom said, hey Alex, I'm sorry about that, what happened this morning, or, or something, and then we would hug and, okay, now it's okay, all right? Now, what we've gotten used to in our life is we don't talk about stuff like that. So when we have something like that come up, we don't feel okay, but we also don't want to go apologize or talk about it, so we just stuff it. Well, what you have to know about that is the place you're stuffing it is called your stress barrel. And your stress barrel is a medical theory that every doctor I know of agrees with that all of your stress, physical, mental, spiritual, goes into your metaphorical internal stress barrel. And as long as that stress barrel is not full, your immune system, body, mind can handle just about anything negative. But the moment it gets full, and remember this is cumulative, your ancestry junk, lies and errors go in here. The ones from the first few years of your life when you throw temper tantrums go in here. Everything goes in here. So once that, once that thing becomes full, then the next little nothing thing that happens causes you to break at your weakest link. And all of a sudden, I've got cancer. I've got heart disease. I've got depression. I've got anxiety. I've got anger. I've got... I can't do my work the way I want to and believe I can, all right? In other words, now I've got a problem that I didn't have, okay? And so every time you do not resolve something and stuff it, that goes into that stress barrel and gets you closer to that being full until finally, when it is full, you start breaking, and then you get diabetes, but you don't think, hey, maybe there's a spiritual issue under this. You just think, well, what physically caused me to get diabetes? So then you're managing symptoms from then on.
if that's where you go, rather than healing it at the source and not ever having to deal with it again, which is what we want and I want for you. So here's what I would recommend. When you have a problem, first of all, ask yourself the question, is it possible that there's a spiritual issue at the source of this somewhere? Then step number two, is it possible that the spiritual issue is a relationship, a relationship issue with someone, somewhere, even, even possibly in your ancestry, okay? And it's very simple how you work on this to heal it. So I would say, okay, let's say um, back, back uh, before the healing codes, I had acid reflux, all right? And my biggest negative emotion or feeling was fear, almost bordering on terror, because I was afraid I was going to get cancer of the esophagus, okay? Which I never got close to, but I still had that fear because I was believing lies. So what I would recommend, if, if that was you, is, okay, fear bordering on terror. Is there any relationship event, person, issue, time, incident that you can think of where you had fear bordering on terror. And the one that's the, that, that comes to my mind is when my dad had this um, uh, uh, infection in his, I believe it was in his neck, and he was in the hospital and he was only supposed to be there for a day or two, but then the infection got worse and worse, and he was there for several weeks, and I could tell my mom was really, really, really worried, so I started thinking my dad might die, okay? And I remember that fear, terror. Now, I had another medical incident with my mom where I felt a similar thing, okay? So I would work on and pray about that incident with my dad until it's not bothering me anymore. Work on the one with my mom until it's not bothering me anymore. Work on any others I can think of. And then also, and this is very important, work on all the ones that may be in me that I don't even know are in me because it's in my unconscious or ancestry. And, and on that, just kind of go by your feelings, okay? Do I feel like I still have issues with this? Uh, you could also call one of our coaches and have them test you to see, okay, have I healed all the issues related to this, all the relationship issues or not, okay? I would also take the relationship issues finder test and the X factor test to see what comes up on those, but then I would apply those results to relationships. It is my belief that if all the relationship issues in your life are healed, resolved, that everything else is going to go pretty well. And usually better and better and better and better. Why? Because that's how we're built. The mechanism in the brain, remember, searches for love and fear. All right? Fear, it pulls the fire alarm. Love, it releases all these wonderful hormones that cause positive thoughts, positive feelings, positive physiology in my body, 
opens my cells where they don't get sick, etc. Okay, so and love, love does not exist outside of relationship, which includes relationship with myself and relationship with God as well as others. But love does not exist outside of relationship. And fear is the absence of love. So the way we are built biologically, chemically, is all about relationships. So the next time you get sick, or today, when you think about what's the biggest problem in your life, number one, could this be a spiritual issue? Number two, could this be a relationship issue, event, incident, whether it's mine or passed to me? Heal the relationship aspect, and I think you're going to see everything start to get better. But for some of you who've been used to stuffing all this relationship stuff, it may take a little bit for you to become aware of it again and feel it again. And I don't want you to feel it just for the sake of feeling it. That doesn't do any good. I want you to feel it for the sake of healing it once and for all and never having to deal with it again. Okay? So, your body can tell you when there's a problem and then look for the spiritual issue, look for the relationship issue, resolve those, and almost every single time the problem gets better, often heals completely.